0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam.
1: Well, good morning happy Thursday to you keep our numbers handy guys 866 916 3776 is our toll-free number we'd love to hear from you this morning lots of things to uh, to talk about this morning as we uh, get you going on this Thursday morning um, we'll uh, well we'll ease into it a little bit before we <laughs> before we hit the ground running there's a lot of a lot of important information that you need to know is coming your way this morning. Here's your thought of the day. Joy is what happens when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. Yeah, it's kind of easy to get bogged down with the headlines to uh, realize the world's going to hell in a handbasket. But if you look at your own life, chances are there's some really good things going on in your life. So, Try to live with some joy. Our text number is this, 434-248-0704. Play along with our, our, uh, our Mind Jam trivia. Today, we're talking about an item that is very commonplace in American homes. It was patented in 1850. And the first factory to start mass production opened in 1897, which is earlier than I thought. It would be based on, you know, you talk to your parents, your grandparents, all that. You kind of think you have a a snapshot of what you think things are. But uh, yeah, so something very commonplace in American homes, patented in 1850, started mass production in 1897. What do you think that is? Text us your guess. 434-248-0704 is our number this morning. All right. On this day in history... Nineteen thirty-three, the U.S. Congress is called into special session by President Franklin D. Roosevelt, and begins its hundred days. That's what it was called, the hundred days. This is also when Tokyo got, like, bombed in the forties. There's a lot of Iwajima, you mean crazies? No, Tokyo.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, you're not with the atomic bomb. Okay. No, 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 no. No. Got it. All
1: right. Um. In 1964 we start you know kind of changing the way we're looking at at cars as the first Ford Mustang is produced.
3: Still my dream car. I uh, want a Mustang.
1: I want a Mustang. I want a 1966 Mustang.
3: My cherry red. Dad, well my mom it was my mom's car that became my dad's car, but uh they right had here. a Mustang. I want to say
1: right mid 90 something. Uh, okay. Yeah, but all, all Mustangs are sexy, all of them. So I mean, there. We were watching we were watching a show last night, and I don't know what air it was, but in the reproduction of the crime drama, crime that you know we watched true crime, um, it was one of the cars where the you know the the um, headlights pop up, and mm-hmm. I when I was a kid, I thought that was just like the be all end all. That was the coolest car. If you had a car where that... The, you know, headlights popped up. Oh, that was so cool. And uh, Mark said, yeah, it's really cool until one of them breaks. And then you're just driving down the road and it's just kind of winking at you. Then it's not cool anymore. So there you go. Uh, So in 1964, first Mustang rolls off the assembly line. In 1987, U2 releases their fifth album, The Joshua Tree. That won the Grammy for Best Album in 1988. That was a great album. Uh, if you're having a birthday today, you share it with a lot of celebrities, including actress Brittany Snow. She turns 37 years old today. Of course, I came to love her in Pitch Perfect.
4: You can sing. Shoot. How high does your belt go? My what? Oh my God. You have to audition for the Bellas. I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until you cover your drum Just consider it. One time we sang Back Up Prince. His butt is so tiny that I can hold it with like one hand. <laughs>
1: Oh, Lord, he is a tiny man Was a tiny man Uh, Singer Mark Lindsay of Paul Revere and the Raiders Having a birthday today He is turning 81 years old
2: Cherokee people Cherokee tribe So proud to live So proud to die
1: Now I wonder if they could do that song now Or if that's considered, you know, in poor taste. Even though they were, you know, kind of drawing attention to the plight of the Cherokee people. I don't know. A TV anchor, Charlie Gibson, is turning 80 years old today. 80 years old. He was one of those voices in network television that I thought was very trustworthy. I like Charlie Gibson. Here he was uh, with some prophetic words on his final day on the air.
5: I thank you for investing trust in us each evening, trust that we will give you as objective and honest a look at the day's news as we possibly can. Mm. Objectivity is not universally in favor in our business these days, but it is critically important. It is what we strive for each night. It is my hope that is what you have looked for and that is what you have found when you come to ABC's World News.
1: Well, it used to be, my friend, it used to be, maybe we need to bring charlie gibson out of retirement hey if biden can be president at 80 something charlie gibson could be you know our network host i think also having a birthday today is singer jeffrey osborne he is turning 75 years old the ballad king back in the day Nice. Also having a birthday is guitarist Jimmy Fadden. He is of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and he is turning 75 years old today.
3: I knew a man Bojangles and he danced dance for you In worn-out shoes Silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants
1: the old soft shoe. They put on a good show. We, uh, we we sang with them a couple of times, opened for them a few times. They are very good, always put on a great show. They had kind of a resurgence in country music back in the in the 80s. And then finally, actor Emmanuel Lewis, Little Webster. He's not so little anymore. Well, I mean, he's still little, but he's older. He's 52 years old today.
4: You're my mother. I do? Oh, because I was making breakfast. No, because you were ruining breakfast.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) That's not good. Our uh, text number is 434-248-0704. We're playing along with the Mind Jam trivia. We're talking about an item very commonplace in American homes. It was uh, patented in 1850, and the first factory started mass production In 1897, some of these responses I can't read this morning. Wow. Oh. All right. Um, Not reading that one. Okay. So we've had a refrigerator guest. We have had a stove guest. We've had freezer
3: guest. Someone is trying to like combine yesterday's answer with today's answer because they misspelled dude. (laughs) Is that what it
1: is? I don't know what that... What is
3: dude, wipe, they are they are just wipes that I oh, have that oh, you use okay. to wipe so, your you're behind. Okay. After you, you know, you you first do the toilet paper, and then that. Okay, it up got at it. The yeah, yeah, la la la.
1: Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, isn't that what baby wipes are for?
3: They're essentially baby wipes, but they're just more manly More, more manly.
1: oh man, like you don't feel as weird about using. Hey, them. I <laughs> buy I, I'll buy the baby wipes. I think that it makes my butt like. <laughs> um, it's cheaper than a johnny said i did not misspell it thank you very much
3: <laughs> okay all right well, i got the package it says d-u-d-e but i get what he meant i think i know what the answer is and okay. it's simply based off of our conversations this week
1: okay all right well i'll let you know if you were if you're correct i will tell you this it has to do with uh, a national day is what it has to do with. Well, it I'm not have even
3: worried to do about with the that. national day. Uh-huh. I just know okay. that there has been one appliance that we've basically have talked about the last two weeks. Okay. Off the air. Uh-huh.
1: And. You think that's what it is? Yes. In 1850. You think they were yep. They were doing that in 1850? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that your final answer?
3: Yeah. So the, I'll go with the dish. I, I will go with. Oh, we got time. The dishwasher. Because you we've talked about Me eventually getting my dishwasher which is right. it. i'm in the middle of that process so uh-huh. that's like the big project with my new house and you your uh your husband's uh,
1: so you think there's a national dishwasher day
3: there's a national everything day i at my old job did a national day every day like this uh-huh something very similar for my radio program uh-huh for my country station in in uh kansas and uh-huh. so i realized there's a national day for everything
1: okay all right it's national barbie day
3: I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world.
1: Well, could be. You're identifying as a Barbie. We'll be back with the answer. We'll see if they were making dishwashers in the 1800s. They were, but they were called a wife. (laughs) Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam. That just sounds like a brain.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: So it's really not a hint, it's just that they don't really make songs about appliances and, you know, I really like Jim Croce, so got it. <laughs> there's that. There is that. Uh, so lots of guesses today with our mind jam trivia. We were asking you about an item uh, commonplace in American homes, patented in 1850, and uh, the first factory that started mass production opened in 1897. Uh, we had telephones, guests. We had spatulas, guests. I'm guessing you're not going to say Marco's guest. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know who he is. I don't know. I'm hoping his phone got jacked by somebody cuz I can't believe no, come on this thing that he, through. that he sent me um but the answer we were looking for Marco was also something that I can't load according to my husband it is dishwasher I can't believe they were making mass producing dishwashers in 1897 it's national, I think you listened to the recording, that's no. what I think. Uh, how much have we talked about a dishwasher the last two weeks? Well, it's 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 National Dishwasher Appreciation Day, is what I, it is today. As someone who had a um, year without
3: one, I appreciate it very much. Yeah, I
1: mean, of course they say that, that you use more water if you wash it by hand than if you use a dishwasher. I That makes sense, because you leave it on. Like, you leave it on as your, I don't know yeah well, I mean I guess I guess it depends but um, and you
3: think about this it washes more at once than you would in like one setting like you only can wash one at
1: a time. I mean no I wash- don't I don't doubt it. I'm sure they've put a, a pin to it and everything. It just seems you know interesting to me that um, you know that that's that's where that comes from. Also interesting to note it was the brainchild of a wealthy woman so. who is the one who came up with the uh, with the idea. A wealthy socialite. She was... Um, the lady decided to create a machine of her own in 1858 that had water instead of scrubbers. And uh, she was constantly bothered by the thought of washing her expensive china. That was very, you know, difficult to clean. And it would be cause wear and tear on her expensive china. So... That's what she wanted, and so she made a, a prototype. And there you go. Didn't know that's who invented that. So, uh, a little bit later on this morning, we are going to be taking a look at a story that I've I've been talking about off the air for a while now. If you will recall, the story that took place at the mall in Lynchburg a while back, where. There were, you know, guns confiscated um, from some kids. There, two of them were stolen, and the whole story just seemed a little bit odd. Now, I am hearing from very, very reliable sources that that was actually a carjacking or an attempted carjacking that was taking place at River Ridge Mall. Um, and and why we're not getting that story. I don't know, but it seems like, you know, we're, we're not getting the full story there, and that sounds like something that people need to know if you live in this area, and we know we've already had some carjackings going on, but uh, Marco Galbraith has been following this story, working to get to the bottom of this, because that's what he does, is, uh, is, is he, he talks about you know, situational awareness and how to keep yourself safe. And uh, so we're going to talk to him a little bit later on this morning about the information that he's gathered on this story. Um, Also, we had another incident where the LPD confirmed that there was a shooting in the parking lot between Miller Park and the Miller Park basketball court. That took place last night. Two people were shot there, young adults. LPD said one of them fled to the fire station, the other one, was uh, personally taken to the hospital and they're saying that the injuries are not are, are non-life threatening um, several people went to the parking lot and then they say that the shots rang out there so yeah we we've, we've got some we've got some problems uh, going on around here and and now is the time for you to be more vigilant than you have ever been before Because people think, oh, well, you know, you got to be careful when you're downtown or where you're in Midtown. This stuff can happen anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. And you've got to be aware and not be naive about it. Because um, it's just the reality. Whether you're in the South Side or Roanoke or Lynchburg, it doesn't matter. Um, Appomattox. Got a story out of Appomattox where... Um, one of five people charged after a man was found dead in a burned out car in Appomattox, pled guilty in court yesterday. Uh, Artina Roby pled guilty to all eight charges uh, against her in the murder of Carlos Rose. This happened in 2020, if you'll recall. The body of Rose was discovered in a burned out vehicle in the Appomattox Buckingham State Forest there. The uh, Appomattox County Commonwealth Attorney said that Roby lured Rose to a predetermined location. He said other co defendants showed up later and abducted him by gunpoint. The charges against her included second degree felony murder, abduction for monetary benefit, conspire to abduct for monetary benefit, arson. Uh, altering a dead body, property damage. There's several on there. Maximum penalty for abduction for monetary benefit is life in prison with a minimum of 20 years and a maximum of 40. He said the maximum sentence she could receive is life for the abduction charge plus the maximum penalties on the remaining charges. So there are things you know going on everywhere that you just have to be aware of. Our number 866-916-3776 is our number. If you uh have a subject you'd like to talk about this morning, we would like to uh to hear from you this morning. The uh Tiger Woods is back in the uh in the news. Have you heard that story? I think you're Camp. I mean, he's about to play the Masters coming up. Um, no,
3: this is more on a personal level. Probably so. What's the, I don't this is uh, personal life.
1: So, um, apparently his ex has a, a lawsuit against him. Erica Herman uh, is suing against the trust that owns the home where she and ex boyfriend Tyre Wood stayed. And that has uh, surfaced amid a separate lawsuit involving a non-disclosure agreement against the golfer. He just needs to like he does not have luck with women. He may be a great golfer, but he is terrible. Not just a great golfer, the greatest. at choosing
3: chicks. <laughs> so, well, he I think Lindsey Vaughn was a good choice. I mean, she's one of the greatest Olympians ever. But yeah. he cheated on her. <laughs> he just just he, doesn't go well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he filed a lawsuit he in can't. October.
1: And um, the Jupiter Island Trust, which owns the home, claimed that she performed valuable services for the defendant's agents as part of their tenancy agreement. And the document says that um, she was tricked to leave the home. And when she came back, she was locked out. So apparently it was the old change the locks thing. I think they, Tiger's going to win this one. They then informed her she was uh, not allowed to return to the residence without legal counsel uh, to aid her in her emotional moment. They utilized a lawyer to confront her with proposals to resolve the wrongdoing. And, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Why does this stuff always come out when they've got something big coming up? That's not accidental. I'm pretty sure. So... Trick to leave, got those locks changed. So, basically, he ended it
3: quickly, it seems like, and she thought it would last longer. Hmm. And and she's upset by that. So, it seems like Tiger might have made the right decision. This time. This time. (laughs) I don't think he cheated on Lindsey Vaughn.
1: I know he cheated on his wife. Well, I think he has a reputation for being a player with all of them. It was my understanding. Now, maybe I was wrong. I think he didn't
3: cheat on they. It seemed like that was mutual. They just Because they, she was an Olympic skier, and he's a professional golfer, so they never saw each other. Got it. That was my understanding of that.
2: Mm.
1: I don't know. It's okay. Could be. Coming he'll up. find someone else, given his wealth. and. He's, oh, I, he's I, tired I of have it. no doubt he'll make an equally poor choice moving forward. <laughs> We've got your local headlines coming up with WDBJ7. And uh, we've got some stories you're not going to want to miss out on this morning on the Morning Jam.
6: It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ 7. Sunshine today, highs near sixty degrees. Look we'll at those lows at thirty-eight tonight. Showers likely on Friday with a high near fifty. Those winds pick up Friday night. Showers taper off and lows at thirty-four. Saturday sunshine and a high of fifty-three degrees, lows at twenty-nine. And on Sunday, we'll bring back a chance of showers late in the day. High temperatures topping out around fifty degrees.
1: And currently this morning, our temperatures throughout the listing area. In uh, Amherst this morning, we have 33 degrees. In Lynchburg, 33 degrees. In Bedford, we have uh, 35 degrees. Danville has 35. Appomattox, 34 degrees this morning. We've been all over the place this this week, it would seem, weather-wise. Well, at least temperature-wise. Well, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley is calling for a change in retirement age. Now, what age are we talking about? I don't think she's exactly saying. She uh, she says retirement age needs to be changed and we need to limit Social Security and Medicare benefits for wealthier Americans. So she's uh, staking out a position that could be kind of controversial, and that's already being attacked by uh, former President Trump. She said, the first thing you do is you change the retirement age of young people coming up so we can try and have some sort of system for them. This was said during a town hall in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Haley's campaign, however, did not immediately respond when asked what the former South Carolina governor would set as the retirement age, while calling for changes to salvage the programs that she argued were headed for bankruptcy. Yeah, because the government is the biggest Ponzi scheme ever. If if I'm even even able to get Social Security, it's going to be a miracle, even though I've paid into it my whole life. Haley said, older Americans should not see any cuts in their benefits Uh, You reform the entitlements, but you do it in a way that you don't take anything away from seniors or people who are getting ready to retire. Yeah, that'll work. Haley's comments come as President Joe Biden attacks Republicans for wanting to cut Social Security and Medicare, and Trump pressures Republicans to support the programs. Trump recently released a video saying Republicans should never vote to cut a single penny from those programs, even though his administration's budget proposals— includes cut to such social programs. Um, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who many are saying is a potential rival, recently distanced himself from his past support of privatizing Social Security and raising the retirement age. Former Vice President Mike Pence told CNBC last month that Social Security and Medicare need to be on the table in dealing with the U.S. national debt, while Haley has previously said we do have to address entitlements for future beneficiaries. So what are your thoughts on this? 866-916-3776. This is where you're going to be cutting all the money you all have wasted in our budget, and this is the area that you're going to balance the budget? I cry b s on that sir and or madam,
3: yeah, I'm not shocked a guy who lives in a state where a lot of retirees is saying social security is import- changing his mind about social security
1: what well, well i mean i i just ca- i can't I can't believe that they're even going there i mean this isn't this isn't money that you're just given this is this you is something you've paid into. So, no. So, the former South Carolina governor criticized the new program that is set to be a part of the 2024 budget that would shore up a key Medicare trust fund by raising taxes on those earning more than $400,000 a year and by allowing Medicare to negotiate prices for even more drugs. The proposal is expected to run into a wall in the Republican-controlled House. She said, Joe Biden is basically now saying the only way to deal with entitlements is to raise taxes. He doesn't care that it runs out in five or 10 years because he's not going to be there anymore. Well, I mean, that sounds that sounds about right. That's how that usually works. So we so the new Social Security plan, as I understand it, would raise full retirement age to 70 at this point. I mean, people my age feel like that carrot's getting further and further and further and further away. It's ridiculous. I have a caller? Good morning. You're on the hey. morning jam. Hi.
7: Hey, Janet. It's Todd. How are you doing?
1: I'm alright. How are you? Uh,
7: well, I've got to speak about this uh, social security thing.
1: Yeah. So
2: yep.
7: Yeah. Um, most people don't realize, you know, when you talk about all the you know, the people that are paying into something, realize that you're, you know, who you work for, if you're working for someone, you know, we match the Social Security, every payroll. Yeah. Okay? So, the money that the government is stealing from us... And that's what they're doing. believable. unbelievable, unbelievable. If these people, if we could have take that money and put it into a retirement program for our People that work for us, instead of making it so hard on us to do business, you'd be shocked that we wouldn't need Social Security. Right. But the government is taking so much money out of our budgets that we have to pay to them so that they can give it away to programs that you and I have no idea where it's going most of the time. I mean, you know, how many, how many, uh, chairs do we buy on the side of the road for something that no one ever sits in and how many signs do we pay for and all the well but not only that, that we
1: we're also you know spending money on how to cross a tomato with the flounder I mean it, it we, we waste so much money on so many really really stupid things exactly. and, and then they want to call it an entitlement program right I'm you know, sorry, you have a lot of yep. seniors come through your business, right?
7: right? Yes, a lot of seniors, and they are suffering, and that's why we do that 5% on Sundays and Tuesdays, right. to help those people. And you would be surprised how many people I talk to personally in my store that thank me for that 5%. And you think, oh, that's not that big a deal. But look, when you're living on five dollars or $600 a month, let me tell you what. Five percent on a hundred dollars worth of groceries a week—that
2: mm-hmm.
7: means something to those people,
2: right? And, you
7: know, the people up in Washington that are making—you know—the minimum person up in Washington in, in Congress is what one hundred seventy-five thousand, roughly. Yeah. Now, plus yeah. everybody that's on their staff—I mean, it's ridiculous what we pay for these these people who were never even supposed to be paid originally. Mm -hmm. And when when Thomas Jefferson and them set up this system, it wasn't for us for these people to come there and make make a living. Well, and not even
1: even make a living. I mean, they're becoming millionaires.
7: Exactly. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who make a lot of money, and they never become worth $10, $20 million like these people do. Right. And make... yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. And look at the homes. I mean, you know, they've got three and four homes. Come on, people. Well, Bernie people. does
1: now. I mean, he never really held a real job and, and and then you know, and then after he ran for president all of a sudden he had a bunch of homes. So Yeah.
7: Well, you know, we all, I think y'all were discussing about Kamala and how the I don't know, they not have been your show. And how they're, you know, they need Joe to write because they don't want Kamala. It's oh, yeah. What they do, all they do is go to their donors and say, hey, look, we're going to pay you off. Mm-hmm. These people all got their hands out for checks. Right. Okay. Let's be honest. They're just looking for something for free. Ne- most of them, like I said, never worked a day in their life. And all of a sudden, you know, they go to Congress and they stand there and they vote and say they're helping you. And all they're doing is taking your money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I and I put something on my Facebook about the four hundred thousand dollars and that he's not gonna tax. That is so much BS. Right. I mean you look at look at the people that I shop with me that majority of my people do not make four hundred thousand dollars. Okay? Absolutely but not. At, right. But but look at the taxes that have increased in the last, you know, ten years. I'm not blaming it all on Joe Biden. Look at what the amount of money they have wasted just in the recent history, especially during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we threw money away like it was just... You know, they just kept printing. I mean, it was 24-7. Oh, yeah. And we just keep on handing it out and handing it out for something for... You know, and... And now they're you know, like, oh, we're, oh gonna...
1: we're running out of money, so instead of, of tightening our belt, we're going to tighten yours.
7: Exactly. Right. Exactly. We're going to figure out another way to tax us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you... Most people that don't own a business have no idea what we get every day from either DQ some kind of social system that they they're wanting to upgrade or check on us or make us do something different. And every time a business has to do something different, guess what? It costs money yeah so yeah. if you want to know where the price why prices are up, just look at the government' you know, right. they, they're, they're dictating almost everything that's happening in America. On pricing.
1: And you really don't have to look that hard no, to find you do it. Not. Yeah. Thank you so yep. much for calling in this morning.
7: All right. All right. All bye. right. Talk to
1: you later. So, so, under the current system, people can begin collecting Social Security benefits when they turn 62, but they receive less money every month than they would if they had waited until full retirement age, which is currently 67 for anyone born after 1960. And and now they're talking about 70. I mean, when is it going to going to end? I mean, pretty soon you're just going to, you know, you'll just you'll just die. You'll never be able to to take it in because you're just going to have to to work. Um, Bill says, I'm glad I already retired. It's horrible seeing how poorly our country's run the young people on welfare who don't work. They need to get to work and pay into the system. Well, that's how it was supposed to work. That you know, the the younger generations were going to, uh, you know, uh, to to pay into it as well. But you know, let's not forget now, people aren't even having children anymore at this point. So not only do we have a lazy workforce, we have uh, uh, we're not going to have a workforce as we as we keep you know keep going here. So it's it's pretty I just can't imagine if they raise the retirement age to 70 my husband is going to lose his ever loving mind that I just don't think that's going to go over well at all I don't know what your thought is on it but I just don't think that's going to work 866 916 3776 is uh is our number this morning
0: it's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
1: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at f Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your prices low. One of the things I love to do at f is to go over and get one of their uh, pork tenderloins, and uh, part of what I'll do with that is, and and you can do this yourself, or you can, uh, or you can have them do it. Is I love to cut boneless pork chops out of that because they're such an easy, quick, delicious meal. We're going to use some boneless pork chops today for a delicious apple chutney pork chop, and if you really want this to be super delicious, serve it over a mashed sweet potato, and it is so so very good. Uh, You're going to start with uh, four boneless pork chops, and uh, you're going to, in a shallow dish, dish whisk together a rub recipe that I've given you. It's uh, some smoked paprika, chili powder, garlic powder, onion powder, some salt, and uh, a little bit of flour. Uh, Rub each side of the pork chop, set it aside, preheat your oven to 350 degrees, heat the skillet over medium heat, and drizzle it with a little bit of uh, canola oil or olive oil, and brown the chops on each side. I usually uh, just, you know, sear the very top and bottom of them, put them in an 8x8 dish. Bake them for about 40 minutes until an internal temperature of 165 is reached, and then for the apple chutney, you're going to melt some butter, whisk in some spices that I'm giving you the. The recipe for here Uh, You got a little bit of cinnamon, curry powder Cardamom and ginger And then after you whisk all that in there You're going to cook your apples that you've chopped Until they're tender Typically I'll use uh, Golden Delicious with this You can use uh, Granny Smith if you like And then you're going to uh, Whisk all that together Put a little bit of cornstarch and water in there And drizzle that over the simmering apples Until you have this beautiful apple chutney That you're going to serve over your pork chops and your mashed sweet potatoes. Really delicious. Check out that recipe more on the Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by f Market where their meats are a cut above.
0: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: Our number, 866-916-3776. We're talking Social Security because Dicky Haley says we need to raise the uh, the age for Social Security because, you know, it's a problem. I said, if if, uh, if my husband, if it gets raised to 70, my husband's going to lose his ever-loving mind um, because it's already been raised to 67. At this point, we're never going to be able to retire Uh, Let's go to the phone lines now this morning on the show. Good morning. You're on The Morning Jam. Hi. Who's this? Hello. Hi. You're on the air. Who's this?
4: Oh, hi. My name is Gail. Hi, Gail.
1: We're glad you Um, called in. First
4: time caller. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I've been listening to your show for a long while, and um, first time I've called in. Well,
1: I'm glad you called.
4: I'm calling to talk about the um social security, um Medicare, yeah. Medicaid funding, all of that. Um, I work in healthcare and I'm with um I work in with OBGYN patients and I'm with a large population of um, those that are most disadvantaged. I see a lot of abuse of the Medicaid. Um, we are we are paying for every undocumented immigrant and documented immigrants um prenatal care and now a year postpartum for any um care they may need in that year postpartum and our government's paying for all of that outright
1: well n- not not our government we're paying for it yes right. thank you sorry yes yeah we're we're <laughs> paying for it and now we're being told that it, it may be seventy before we can even think about retiring and taking in the money that we've been paying in our whole lives.
4: Yes, yes, and if you're like me, you've paid plenty because you've been working your entire life fifteen since you were old enough to work, yeah, fifteen yeah. years old. yeah, I started at sixteen, so I was behind you well, I mean <laughs> but, and, we, yeah. and we do have we have a lot of people that are um abusing the system and there needs to be more investigation into that to you know we are we are wasting money um hand over fist right. um and i don't i don't agree with some of our programs mm-hmm. i do know there are people that are in need but we are really wasting so much money
1: well and we also have to get to to a point where where we also Refuse to buy into this um, this this theme of if you dare say this is being abused and it's being abused by undocumented people that you're going to be called a racist, you're going to be called hateful, you're going to be called non-Christian, you're going to be called you know every name every name in the book. <laughs> it is not my job to take care of you if you are able-bodied and willing to work. That's not my job. Yes,
4: and so many of the patients, not just our undocumented or documented immigrants, it's not just our immigrants. No, there's such a large population of of our U.S. citizens in our valley that are abusing the healthcare system. Right. And um, it's it's really sad. But if they're really not sad. held accountable, they have the ability to work.
1: They're not. It was. It was. You know, if they're not held accountable, it's just going to get worse. Thank, thank you so much, first of all, for listening, and thank you very much for uh, for calling in this morning. I appreciate it.
4: Thank you. Thank
1: you. I love I love first time callers. Um, and it's kind of hard to get your nerve up sometimes, but it's harmless. It's just like you know, calling a girlfriend on the phone. You just call and talk to me. Another caller. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi, who's this? Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. What do you want to talk about this morning?
5: Last night, I was out around 7 o'clock in my yard hanging up some clothes. It was totally dark. Okay. And I dropped a clothes pin, and when I looked up, I lived right across the hollow from Lynchburg College. All right. And to the right, I seen two sets of lights separated. I don't know how much distance, but each one of the lights had a, a light, a space, a light, a space, and then one off to the left, both of them. And it was sitting motionless. There's nothing blinking. There was nothing going on. And I watched it for two hours before it got dis- disappeared. I mean, for two hours it was moving so slow. The only way you could see it move, one of them finally got a tall tree in front of me and that. And you could see it, still see it through the limbs, but it just was barely moving. I wonder if you heard anything about that.
1: Um, well, I don't know. We'll find out maybe here in a minute. I will say that my son saw something uh, in the sky earlier in the week because he had called and talked to me about it. He's more over in the Cornerstone area. But, you know, spottings like this have been taking place all around the country lately. Now, did you hear anything, Ronnie, or did you just see the lights?
5: You hear nothing. There was no blinking lights. It it was so strange. I thought it looked like it's two stars together. It was the brightest thing in in the sky, and I got to look good. It was three lights up and down. Light, space, light, space, light. And the left of it was one a little closer than that. It was like a backwards L. And they just sat there. They were moving, but it was so slow, it took over two hours for them. Now, I don't know where it started. But when I saw it, it took them over two hours to get out of my sight going sideways.
1: Well, now, I will say this. We have had Venus and Jupiter appearing really close together in, in the sky, which has looked really odd. And a lot of people are mistaking that. Uh, I mean, they think they think it's UFOs, and then when the clouds pass in front of them, it kind of looks like they're moving a little bit. So, th- I think there's a possibility well, that it might moves, be.
5: And they were away; was a good distance apart. They will not know how close together.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, well, I got one other
5: thing to tell you. Okay. All right, everybody's hollering about social security. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, I got use coffee. In the 60s, we had a radio. We didn't have no TV. And I don't know if you know or not or remember. Paul Harvey used to come on every sure. day with a yep. little story. Yeah. And he come on at one day, ladies and gentlemen, I have a story for you. And it went off, of course, when he come back. The rest back. of the
1: story, yeah. He said
5: the United States government has decided that there's more money in the Social Security system that they could overspend. So either, I don't remember if it said they go give it or loan it to HUD, the housing, the urban oh development. Boy. And I believe that's where you got Darrington up here across from uh, E.C. Glass, at.
1: Oh, I'll have to look at that. That's hey, we got to go no to break. So we got to go to break, Ronnie. Thank you for calling this morning. I appreciate you, friend.
0: Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest, and 106.3 WMNA FM, Greta Danville.
6: It's time for your morning jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Sunshine today. Highs near 60 degrees. We'll get those lows at 38 tonight. Showers likely on Friday with a high near 50. Those winds pick up Friday night. Showers taper off and lows at 34. Saturday, sunshine and a high of 53 degrees. Lows at 29. And on Sunday, we'll bring back a chance of showers late in the day. High temperatures topping out around 50 degrees.
1: Currently, thirty six degrees in Lynchburg, thirty seven in Bedford, thirty six in Roanoke, thirty seven in Danville, thirty six in uh, Amherst, and thirty seven in Appomattox. Uh, all right, so updating uh, quickly about some of our text, uh, we <laughs> we had a text that said it's so funny that you're talking uh, about this on the day that Dale can retire. Uh, apparently, he is retiring. Happy retirement to you, Dale. And uh, I'm glad... Get it while the getting's good, man. That's all I have to tell you. Because I have the feeling by the time I'm old enough to retire, there's not going to be much left. So. What about
3: when I'm old enough to retire? Yeah,
1: well, you can just forget it. You're going to have to work you're like, 100 or something, for sure. Well, earlier in the week, we spoke with reporter Chris Fox out of Austin, Texas, about the uh, the kidnapping of the four Americans there on the border of Texas and Mexico. Chris is back with us this morning for an update uh, on a, a a story that's moved pretty fast. Good morning, Chris.
8: Good morning. I, again, quickly, what does that word retirement mean?
1: I know, right? We're not going to be able to retire ever <laughs> at this point. What, is, what, is that, what does that word mean? It's like I get thoroughly <laughs> confused by that word and the word vacation. Like, <laughs> I know, because in this business, it's like not worth it. By the time well, I think they're the,
8: foreign words that I don't understand the uh, definition of.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. That's that's for sure. Uh, you've definitely had a, a really busy week this week, as as this story this story has moved so fast. It's kind of hard to keep up with.
8: Well, I, we started Friday morning. Uh, looking at the timeline, we now realize that it was shortly after nine a.m. when the four from South Carolina crossed the border. Uh, from Brownsville into Matamoros, and uh, ever since then, it's been uh, absolute craziness. Uh, they were taken down by gunmen, kidnapped. Uh, lo and behold, it was Tuesday morning when the Mexican authorities did find the four who were being uh, held in a safe house. Two had been killed. Uh, the other two, uh, since then, we're now real, uh, we've now uh, heard that the uh, Kay Washington McGee, the 33-year-old mother of six, who had the... Uh, the cosmetic surgery scheduled, uh, in, in Tamaulipas, uh, she has now returned home. Um, Eric Williams, her friend who was shot in the leg three times, um, is in still in a Texas hospital, I believe a Brownsville hospital, um, where he's, uh, receiving, uh, surgery for the, for the, for his wounds. Uh, the other two arrived back shortly, uh, Tuesday afternoon, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. The other two arrived back yesterday. The the bodies of the other two uh, still haven't actually still have not arrived. They will be transported uh, by by a funeral home in Matamoros to a funeral home in Brownsville later today,
7: I expected.
1: Mm. I watched the video of of the way the whole thing went down. I mean, it's disturbing on on so many levels because it it really looked like. That at least one of of the people they were dead before they even left yeah, the scene
8: like the, you're watching the lifeless bodies being dragged was was difficult to, to watch it was also seemed rather surreal with this videotape of this but and, and how brazen uh what was believed to be the Gulf cartel was in the middle of the day and that's kind of how they they were able to find them as quickly as they were able to track them down was because of the uh license plates on that white pickup truck
2: yeah,
1: that yeah.
8: they were uh, they were carted away on
1: the other thing that I found really bizarre in in that footage was the behavior of the people around. There were a lot of people around, yeah, lots and, of witnesses. And, and,
8: and, and it seemed like the fact that the video was taken, and you almost heard no audio. You could kind of right. hear a, a couple of pieces of commentary by the, by the person taping it. Um, but that was about it. I mean, yeah, it just seemed like this is such commonplace... And frankly, we're hearing that it is, especially in, in, in Tamaulipas uh, and Montemoros. Also, we find out uh, real quick that uh, this is not the first time Tay uh, Washington McGee has been there for that surgery. Uh, she also went a couple of years ago.
1: Well, she's got um, six kids. I mean, good heavens, yeah. you know, but but still not, not worth it. Um, I didn't no, even and, and, you know, know you could do that more than once.
8: We're seeing a rise uh, in... in Americans crossing the border for surgeries and medication and, and for stuff like that, and especially uh, in Texas, uh, it's been reported uh, since uh, the, the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade, in the state of Texas trigger laws kicked in, making abortion illegal. Um, uh, many have been uh, crossing the border for abortions as well.
2: Well, they just
8: kind of added a, a, a wrinkle to the whole thing. Also, uh, the, the fact that uh, Tomalipus is one of six of the 33 Mexican states that has that level of 4 do not travel,
7: mm.
2: which
8: is the same level of do not travel as the State Department has in areas in the Middle East. You know, it's just, Wow. It, 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 it's, it's amazing to, to, to realize that we're talking about it being that bad. Now, that kind of differs from the areas that are generally considered the high tourist areas, Cancun, Playa del Carmen, uh, Cabo. Uh, those are generally considered to be safe, but uh, the State Department does say uh, proceed with caution
1: <laughs> yeah i i have a friend who's in cancun right now i'm like you have lost your ever-loving mind there is there is not enough of a of a break there's not enough of a free drink package that's going to get me to go to any of those places <laughs> yeah right now. this is not
8: this is not voting well for p for a spring break travel pr for mexico absolutely but, uh, not probably does say that the the height of the tourist areas are all safe and they're not in the six states that the cartels generally have taken over. Now, do in, you in, have in, those... the, in the case of Tamaulipas, the uh, Gulf cartel kind of rose to prominence back in the 1980s. They're considered one of the oldest cartels, and they were considered one of the strongest. The Mexican government did kind of focus over the past decade, I think, a unit they refer to as the Hercules Unit in areas like Tamaulipas to try and tamp down on, on, on groups like uh, the Gulf cartel. And they had had some success in doing that. But it just does seem, in watching the video, how brazenly uh, these these groups were were, were uh, able to be so violent so quickly and and and, and, and right in public in the middle of the day and
1: so cavalier about it, just very yeah. very casual. Now, are well, they those... looked official in their bulletproof vests oh, <laughs> and yeah. their body armor and their right. long rifles? Right, not their first rodeo for sure. No. Um, so they they're still thinking at this point that the kidnappers wrongly believed that these folks were human traffickers is that correct Haitian
8: smugglers specifically okay uh, which is kind of big in the area because we are finding out that uh, um, there's a large tent city in Montemoros of uh, Haitian and Venezuelan migrants that are seeking asylum in the United States and so that thought wouldn't be kind of crazy mm-hmm. to think that uh, Haitian smugglers both Drug smugglers and human traffickers uh, right. were working in the area, and so these, they, this was generally believed to be a, a, a two warring factions. That was what, what the Mexican authorities thought, <clears throat> excuse me initially, uh, was that, that, that that's what that was, and not realizing until later that this is a the car had North Carolina plates, and were four Americans.
1: Oh, my gosh. oh gosh. So before we let you go, so you say there are six areas. That six
8: states, six, six of the 33 that have that level
1: four. And, and now, to. this one, of course, is very close to the, the Texas border. How about some of these other areas? are oh, they- Not
8: necessarily, but not necessarily that far. You also, it adds to kind of like the intrigue of this. The tensions between the U.S. and Mexico obviously have been huge over the last decade regarding the migrant crisis. But also, uh, it was just last week, it was February 28th, last Tuesday, uh, that the United States government uh, 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 appealed for extradition of the son of uh, drug lord El Chapo, uh, yeah. Ovidio Guzman, the son, was arrested back in January. He got a uh, court order stopping extradition back then with the option that the United States could reapply for that, and they did. Uh, so they're trying to get him. He took over the Sinaloa cartel, from uh, one of the sons that took over, the Sinaloa cartel, after his father was arrested, so you know this comes in the middle of heightened uh, tensions between the two nations over drug cartels. Also, you're seeing a lot of uh, members of Congress tweeting out stuff like we should, you know, strategically bomb areas in Mexico that the cartels, which you know, oh,
2: good
1: it, Lord. it
8: doesn't help. Uh, it doesn't help stop the uh, uh, lower the temperature. Let's say it doesn't yeah. help
1: do that. Right. Yeah. 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 Not good. Reporter Chris Fox, Austin, thank you so much for joining us this morning and getting us uh, an update there. And, hey, you try to again, work uh, that
8: vacation in. Again, <laughs> again, get back to me on that whole uh, retirement and, and uh, yeah and vacation thing. Yeah. I, I'll, I, I'll have I'd my, love to know what that is later. I'll, <laughs> is I'll have my people call that? your people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is there a pamphlet about that I can read somewhere? Yeah. I'll send it right over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining yeah, okay. us this morning, YouTube. When we return, we're going to be talking about a, um, a an incident here closer to home, where maybe we didn't get the whole story about the the guns that were confiscated up at Riveridge Mall a couple of weeks ago. There may have been more to that story. We're going to tell you that story when we return on the Morning Jam.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. 866-916-3776,
1: 866 That's the number for the Morning Jam. Marco Galbraith on the line with us this morning as we're talking about an incident that occurred a couple of weeks ago at Riverridge Mall. Now, according to what we were told in the media, uh, police had released some information. Four teenagers were charged with it in a connection with some firearms incidents. Uh, at Riverridge Mall, a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 16-year-old, and 17-year-old, uh, and that was that was pretty much all the information we were given. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. And and now it's coming out. I'm hearing through reliable sources and even people at the mall. Now these aren't official sources. This is. I got to make it clear. This right. is not from LPD. It's not rumored from LPD. It's not official from LPD, and it's not a, it's not any anything from the mall that they're putting out. But of I'm hearing from other reliable sources that yeah. that was that yeah exactly that that was actually a carjacking uh, gone bad where a concealed carry holder uh, was was uh, the victim of an attempted carjack, and he utilized his firearm to hold them back because his uh, he had a child in the car. Mm-hmm. So so you know that I and I'll say that there are rumors or rumors, but the the consistently uh the consistency of the stories and from the people that I'm hearing on the on what appears to be what really happened with this Just, is concerning.
2: It's and the only reason why I'm putting
9: yeah. it out there I did a pot, they did a podcast on it. The only reason why I'm putting it out there is I want people to be aware that this can happen at other locations other than downtown. We're used to hearing stuff like this happening at downtown carjacking, well, shooting.
1: Midtown, yeah.
9: Midtown, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we have to understand that it can branch out, and we have to use situational awareness, threat assessment. So that's the only reason why I'm putting it out. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it is. But we at least have to understand the possibility that it, it, this could be accurate information. And if it is accurate, I don't know why it wasn't put out for people to have a little bit more
1: uh you know awareness well um i i suspect if it is true um as this persists it it will come out uh and right. hopefully whoever the person was that that was the victim uh or or the would-be victim will come out and and share this information because this this is something that people need to know and we're seeing these stories yeah. across the country and in, in all different i mean broad daylight in in front of Targets and Walmarts and, you know, just people with their kids. And right. um, so a couple of things that we always want to... Re- so, all right, let me rewind a little bit. So we know that... We know the ages of the kids right. that were involved. We know that two of the firearms were stolen.
9: Yep, that's why we lock our cars and right. we always secure our firearms.
1: And we also know that they had some other... Uh, toys that were very realistic looking.
9: Uh, very realistic looking. Uh, the weight of it was realistic. Uh, it was made out of metal. It was an AR-15. It was made out of metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, you you couldn't um, discern. Yeah, you, you, you yeah you had to really inspect it to see that it was uh, not real. It was an airsoft gun. Um,
1: but at 7 o'clock so he, at night, when you're at the mall with your kid, you're not going to be like, hold on a minute, let me look at that.
9: Yeah, right. or somebody pointed at you. And, sure. and, and so, again, going back to if this is not rumor, if it was true, kudos to the guy that had the concealed carry because he, yes. he held his cool. Mm-hmm. He didn't just start firing. It, it right. appeared, you know, and, and there could be a lot of dynamics to this that I don't know, but uh, it, it appears now that he really held his cool and did the right thing and held them off and then called LPD. And I will say LPD handled the the incident perfectly because you look on social media and there were people in that group of kids that were arrested that were taunting the officers. They were trying to get them to do things. It it was a, it was a tough situation. And those officers uh, held their professionalism and, uh, and handled that scene from what I saw perfectly. Yeah. Because that's a tough situation. When you get a bunch of kids together and they're all excited, they tend to stick up to each other and... Right. ...and uh, show off. ...and start off. causing a ruckus yeah. and show off, and that's exactly what happened. And then you know how easily something like that can get flipped around if an officer does something.
1: Well, or, or if an individual does something wrong. I mean, right. at, at the end of the day, not all of those guns were fake. Some of them were right. quite real. And, right. and so it, it's difficult to know what to do in a situation. Do you have tips for someone who um, who faces a carjack situation? First of all, be aware of you know, your surroundings that, and don't let that happen.
5: Yeah <laughs>
9: yeah yeah exactly that's that's a tough one um, because it is years ago I would years ago I would have said give them what they want you know no, no no tangible item is worth your life right but now I think we have to shift gears and say, you're going to have to prepare for that day. And you have to realize now that they may, may not be just after your car. They may shoot you just because they can, because we've seen a huge shift back in my day as a cop, they'd carjack you. They take your car at gunpoint. They just take the car. That's it. Right. Now we have people that are just so violent. They just want to shoot somebody just because mm-hmm. they can, or just because it's, it moves them up on that gang level uh, that they're in. So, it, that's that's tough. You, you have to know the law and how you can react and uh, and, and it, then react.
1: And especially if if you've got a child in a car seat in the back, if you get out of your car, yeah and there's no guarantee you're going to be able to get your child out of that car, you that's know right um, you It's, have to it's have difficult.
9: Tools. Yeah, you have to have tools on you to protect yourself, whether it's a firearm, pepper spray, I'm not a fan of a stun gun or a taser because you have to get right up on them. Right. If they have a heavy jacket on or layers of clothing, that, that's not going to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: So pepper spray or a firearm. But it's, it's getting to the point where, uh, it, you know, we, we don't want to ever shoot somebody. That's the last thing we want to do. But you have to remember that that little punk that's trying to steal your car may shoot you just because they, they want to. You wow. know, times have changed. The yeah. People are violent now, and I hate to say that, and I don't want to fear monger, and I will say that I've known the security director, and none of this information is coming from the security director. I haven't even called him yet, but I've known the security director at that mall for years, and he is on point. He has got that mall dialed in. So I, I want to be clear. The mall is not a bad place. It's not a scary place. It's not an unsafe place. Uh, they have LPD officers working out there on the weekends. LPD patrols it, so... You know, I, don't want to, I don't want to turn this into making a hit that the mall is a bad place. It's, it offers a lot, but we do have to use threat assessment. We have to use due diligence, and we have to manage our risk. Right. What is the risk if I park here? What is the risk if I get out of my car and there's people standing around my car that I, don't, that I get a bad feeling about? Right. So that's all it is. And that could be Target. That could be Walmart. That could be Kroger. Anywhere.
1: It could be, it could be- literally anywhere while you're getting gas, anywhere. while you're running into... That's right. I mean, yeah. Um, we that's just right. have to be, be wise. Don't live in fear, but be wise.
9: Right. It Continue. There's a circus at the mall, I think, for the next two days. Go enjoy the circus. Go to the movies. Go enjoy the mall. But just don't live your life in fear or paranoia, but have the education, confidence, skill to recognize something not right and just remove yourself from it. Be aware of your surroundings.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for uh for getting us an update on that. Uh it's a cautionary tale for sure. That's right. Have a good day. Thank you. It's the uh the letter T, the number 4 tactics.com if you want to find out more about what Marco galbraith does and the classes that he teaches. Um he does a great job at helping keep us safe in the area so. i'm
3: shocked you allowed him on the show after what he answered for the mind Champ trivia all
1: right be good <laughs> i'm not gonna say it i was you. just saying oh he can be he can be a little bit naughty sometimes but i'm surrounded by that around here so you're there about that. to
3: when mark comes
1: well that's true for those of you who don't know mark lamb going to be returning to the show on the 20th of this month and uh, we're glad he is, uh, the, the long lost son has returned from his sabbatical. I can feel so, that collective sigh by everyone listening. Who's going to miss me? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Uh, we want to invite you, I want to invite you personally, to a show that we're going to be doing Saturday. Up at uh, second stage in Amherst. The show's going to start at 6 o'clock. And um, it's going to be called Live from Rose Ridge. Uh, this show is kind of a, I guess a love note to my my father who uh, who died from Alzheimer's, but who never lost his stories, never forgot the songs, never forgot all those crazy characters on the ridge. This show is going to be all about American ballads of the Appalachia. and there are some amazing singers that are going to be joining us. We have got uh, a live band with just some of the most talented, Guitar players, mandolin players, fiddle players—that uh, you're ever going to be able to hear—support uh, local arts in the area. And if you can join us on Saturday, please do that. Uh, salty Henderson's going to be there. I was going to say you have all this talent, and then yeah. salty. and <laughs> salty uh, Jeff Smith is going to be there. He's going to be doing uh, part of the show and some of the storytelling. We've got Amy Fisher, Linda Gentry, uh, Megan Livingston, who is an amazing. Talented uh, girl, Steve Mann, who is a, a terrific voice artist. He is going to be doing the 1946 version of uh, it's a it's a show exactly like it was done in 1946, and it was called Escape Evening Primrose, and it is such a creepy radio drama was, it's so great i was
3: gonna say steve is the one who does all of our liners so he, you and hear, he's so good you hear Star your morning that's yeah so, that's
1: steve he has an amazing voice and there's a reason why my aunts had to sneak and listen to these shows on the radio on rose ridge because my grandmother did not like it those crazy people from new york and and those you know those shows are scandalous And this one from 1946 is pretty creepy. So that's going to be the second part of the show. But join us if you can. You can go to secondstageamherst.com and you can get your tickets that way.
6: It's time for your morning jam weather brought to you by WDBJ 7. Sunshine today. Highs near 60 degrees. We'll get those lows at 38 tonight. Showers likely on Friday with a high near 50. Those winds pick up Friday night. Showers taper off at lows at 34. Saturday, sunshine and a high of 53 degrees. Lows at 29. And on Sunday, we'll bring back a chance of showers late in the day. High temperatures topping out around 50 degrees. We're up to forty
1: right now in Lynchburg, forty one in Bedford, thirty nine in Roanoke and Salem, forty in Danville, forty in Appomattox, and thirty nine in Amherst. Well, we talk a lot about protecting ourselves when it comes to um, fraud and scams and things like that. A really sad story coming out of uh, the the Lynchburg area by a prominent, Um, business owner Roscoe Turner he owns Lynchburg Music Center and Lynchburg Pawn Shop and he said back in December he noticed $30,000 was transferred out of two of his bank accounts into unknown accounts in California he said he noticed the transactions the day after they happened and immediately contacted his banks the Federal Trade Commission and the Bedford County Sheriff's Office He filed reports with his banks, Truist and Wells Fargo, and he thinks that somebody did this by stealing his late wife's identity. He says, as far as I can tell, someone got a copy of his wife's death certificate. The document has her social security number on it, which he now believes was used to obtain her birth certificate, open new accounts and transfer the money. He said Wells Fargo reviewed his report, agreed to refund him the money. He said the wire was completed yesterday. Truist, on the other hand, is not willing to refund Mr. Turner. This doesn't surprise me at all. Truist used to be BB&T. And SunTrust. They combined. Right. That's it's my bank that's how i know well it and it used to be my husband's bank uh bb and t and i kept telling him you better get out of there you better get out and yeah um so he got uh, a letter two days ago from truist saying the claim was denied the response to Turner's report of fraud said, Based on a review of our records and the information gathered at the time you submitted your claim, we've determined that the transaction was authorized and not eligible to be returned. Um, I don't think so. He said he gave up and started trying to get the word out, calling this scam a whole different ball game. He said he learned his lesson to remove her name and to send a copy of her certificate to to her banks, but he wants others to be warned to do the same. I, I need to warn everyone, if a spouse dies, if their name is on that bank account, close that account, or at least get their name off of it. That's where the door was left open. Julie Wheeler, who is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Western Virginia, said when you notice these types of suspicious charges, it's important to take action immediately and report it to the police and the FTC. Having that document and proof that you've done those things uh, shows that you've not gained from this money. Someone else has stolen it from you. And let me just say this. If that happened at, at my bank, Bank of the James, because there are people there who know they know you? They know who you are. They would have known that she wasn't alive anymore. There's a reason why you go local people. There's a reason. And and I know he, you know, he should have he should have reported it. But this is messed up. I want to know how much money this is of his that that he's not getting back. And I hope he is moving every penny he's got out of there says, having that document and the proof that you've done those different reports shows that you have not gained from this money. Someone else has stolen it from you. Uh, local ABC 13 reached out to Truist Bank, and uh, they asked that we share Mr. Turner's contact information so they could look at it. Further, they did say protecting their clients and their accounts is a top priority. Blah, 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 blah. No. Um, Wells Fargo also responded and it uh, didn't go on, on camera, but they did respond. Well, they responded by giving him his money back and going after the people who stole it. They did offer some tips. They say it's important to monitor your accounts closely, set up alerts for purchases and withdrawals and keep your account information up to date. They also say, if you bank with them, go to the online security center to learn about scams and how to avoid them, you know it's bad enough to lose someone, and I know it's difficult. I I, re- I remember going through this with with Daddy, um, going through all the paperwork, going through everything that has to be done is is painful. It just conjures up memories and and it just adds to anxiety that you're already going through. But it is so important to uh, to make sure that you. Take care of these things because you don't want that to happen um, to someone in your family. So if, if you've got somebody who has lost their spouse or significant other, you know, offer to help them do these things. Maybe you can help them go through that process, make it a little bit, a little bit easier to go through that process. If you live in Campbell County, Campbell County Sheriff's Office on the on the hunt for five. Fugitives Wanted for Various Misdemeanors and they're asking for your help in identifying the individuals. Uh, they have active warrants out in Campbell County and uh, this was in a, pace, a Facebook post. If you know where they are, please give us a call so we can give them a courtesy ride to the magistrate's office to, uh, to get this handled. Uh, if you uh, have an opportunity to, You might want to go online and look at those photos just to see if you know any of them. Uh, They include a Miss Crystal Adams and um, Derek Saunders is wanted, James Cromwell, Jessica Stewart, Jeffrey Price among those. If you know any of those individuals, maybe you know where they are. You might want to do your part and get the word out with uh, with Campbell County. So if you fly, you know that sometimes luggage can be a little bit interesting. When we were in Florida the last time, our luggage landed in Florida before we did. So when the luggage was coming out on the, the turnstile, our luggage wasn't there. Come to find out, it was had already been there, and we ended up finding it over in a like a a big pile of luggage there. Peyton Thompson is a traveling radiology tech from Florida, and she uh, was flying Delta. And apparently, she uh, the twenty nine year old Florida resident said that her luggage she had a, a like a piece of peacock luggage. That was completely destroyed during a flight. The outside was ripped off. Uh, I think she lost a wheel in it. They were they were pretty rough on on the suitcase. So uh, she said she travels a lot. She often rents Airbnbs, and uh, very often has to fit all everything she owns in into her vehicle. Um, when she reported that her peacock printed suitcase. Was damaged at the Syracuse Hancock International Airport, uh, just completely destroyed. She reported it. Uh, she said there was a snowstorm in the area. She ended up having to drag the bag through snow and ice, um, and it, it just. And she only had one functioning wheel. She said, "I was I was pretty upset. I'd never used the bag before. It had a beautiful peacock design on it, and I just loved it. And and it was expensive too." She said she filed a claim, received an email response saying the process could take up to a month due to a high volume of claims. Apparently, they've been very difficult on luggage lately with Delta. Uh, She did receive a personal response. And um, she said the Delta representative informed her that her damaged baggage was going to be replaced. And she was sent a link uh, which included new baggage items for her to shop. Thompson chose her bag received a confirmation email for her order. About two weeks after that, she got nine confirmation emails. And she said, what in the world? So I just deleted all of them because I didn't really care. I didn't need the bag for another month. Not long after that, the host of the Airbnb where Thompson was staying reached out to her and said, hey, Peyton, you got a bunch of packages. You want to come grab those? There she found nine huge boxes. She loaded up the packages, took them home, started unboxing them. I was FaceTiming my mom and was laughing hysterically as each box contained luggage. There were three large ones that had smaller bags inside of them, a total of 13 bags. She did an online search. The pieces were worth $400 before the sale price. She said, I felt terrible. I did view the other bags, so I I didn't know if if that somehow I I got all of them, but I just picked one, and and it was free, and they emailed me the confirmation. She said they finally got it all straight, and uh, she was sent postal slips, and she shipped all the luggage back. They made it easy for me. I wasn't mad about it. I just hope someone didn't get fired for sending me 13 pieces of luggage. 13 pieces of luggage. She could have sold that and made a nice, tidy little sum there. Good for you for not being a crook, lady. Good for you. We'll be back as we wrap up this Thursday show together. Our number, 866-916-3776. Thanks for joining us.
8: Before you fire up the coffee maker,
0: turn on the morning jam. Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
1: Well, that's what they say. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And and there may actually be proof in that now. Uh, There are some stories coming out from Yellowstone National Park where they've been studying some wolf packs there who share their territory with cougars. And generally, the two species leave each other alone. Although wolves may occasionally run a cougar up a tree and steal its kill or poke around at scat and, uh, the scat that the felines use to mark their territory. Whether it's from the scat or the water contaminated with it, some wolves are managing to pick up a strange feline parasite And the parasite called Toxoplasma gondii doesn't make the wolves ill, but it changes their behavior, making them bolder and more inclined to take risk, for better or for worse. Scientists who've been studying the Yellowstone wolves found that of those infected by the T. gondii, they're more likely to disperse from their pack and start a pack of their own. Dispersal is one of the most dangerous things because survival actually decreases for dispersed wolves, so not very many wolves actually survive that process, says the researcher. But if the wolf succeeds and becomes a pack leader, it will father more pups, achieve a greater reproductive success, so that the reward may be worth the risk. Apparently, it's been long known to alter the behavior of animals that it infects to serve its own elaborate life cycle and reproductive success. It sexually procreates inside feline's intestines, and, it, it, and that's how it's, it's created. And then once inside, it completes its life cycle to make its uh, final improbable journey to the gut, and then it changes their behavior. It also changes the behavior of rodents. They become fearless, too fearless for their own good. And apparently, they found that people who are infected with this are all more, also more likely to pursue business and entrepreneurship as their career choices. The team tested 1,500 undergraduates studying engineering, business, arts and science at large, they did a saliva-based test and found that 22% carried the parasite. In the human realm, pursuing business and entrepreneur takes guts and the ability to tolerate risk. Starting a company is essentially equivalent to starting a pack and they are finding some uh, corresponding behavior from that. I think that's really interesting and Very weird. And before long, people are going to try to be, you know, infecting themselves with this so that they can be more bold in business. I can see Trump doing that. Yes, make me more fearless. Give me the parasite. I'll take it. I don't know. Very, very weird. Uh, Did you grow up on Sunny D? A lot of people did. Now there is a grown up version of the orange flavored drink product. That has been a staple of childhood treats for decades. It's joining the craze of hard seltzers sweeping the nation. Sunny D. Vodka Seltzer is for (laughs) the discerning party beverage connoisseur who doesn't want to drink a sugary, vaguely fruit-flavored drink unless it contains a strong splash of alcohol. It's an interesting uh, path to go down, I think, Uh, They say the idea behind it is consumers are passionate about the iconic brand rooted in nostalgia, but with a taste that resonates to today. Many have said they enjoy Sunny D as a mixer and ask for this product. isn't Isn't Sunny D like the Tang equivalent? I mean, Sunny D is the modern day Tang. When I was a little little kid, Tang was the, the thing. I you, love sunny D. I'm sure you do. Because that's your that's the, you know, drink of your growing up. That was yep. like sunny D, Capri Sun, that kind of thing. That's what you drank. Um I don't know, I just can't yeah, imagine a Tang
3: Tang's uh, still around. Oh, I could see it. A Tang seltzer. There's Mountain Dew ones. See, um, when I was everything. a kid, it was Tang was cool because that's what
1: I've, the astronauts. I've drank. been
3: drinking the Devil's Backbone. They've got a couple different versions. It's like their versions of seltzers, but like they have like a margarita version. They had like a, a a fruity one. They have Are the, they
1: really sweet? Though? A
3: lemonade one. the The margarita wasn't. It was a lot of. It was. It tasted like a really good margarita. So I I I just enjoyed that. don't
1: like really but sweet I also, anything. I
3: also really. Want to support Devil's Backbone because they're local. They're they're election. not
1: local. They were they were bought out by Anheuser Busch. No. Yeah. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of people that are like they won't they they don't do. They got really upset when they were uh, well they were bought they still out. But they were brewery, created local.
3: They still have their brewery in
1: Lexington, so we'll there's, just count they've it, got we'll they've just got them. in. Yeah. Okay. All right. I
3: mean, Anheuser Busch does have a whole theme park in our state, so.
1: Yeah, they're also owned by, like, Germany, I think. I don't know. Let's not talk about that. That's depressing. We try to talk about lighter things. Hey, you know, we were talking about the rescue dog that is uh, a possibly going to be a Cadbury bunny. The You know, the, the Cadbury Bok Bok. You know. Now there's a, a rescued Massachusetts miniature horse that's also in the running to be the 2023 Cadbury bunny. He's really cute. He's very tiny. Um panel of judges reportedly reviewed thousands of un, of uh, entries as part of the fifth annual Nationwide Search, and it is the Rescue Pets edition. Uh, Lifting Spirits founder and president said she was uh, shocked, excited, and honored that Stewie is the finalist, is one of the finalists. He's very small. He reminds me, what was the horse's name in Parks and Rec? What was the name? Little,
3: spas- little Spashion. Little
1: Sebastian. Bye,
3: bye. He reminds me of Little Sebastian
1: a little bit. He might be a little cuter than Little Sebastian, but pretty cute. All right, that's enough of that. (laughs) Put up 10,000 candles in the wind. There you go. Uh, Here's a funny story. out. Well, I don't know if it's funny or... It's funny because it didn't happen to me. Let's put it that way. You know, I never know what I'm going to find in my living room when I come home because of Rogan. I mean, he could... Uh, Mark got really nervous yesterday because a paint can went missing. Oof. And so he's like, oh, dear Lord, if if this dog gets the paint can and tries to take it out to the lair and he, then... He just wanted to paint his lair. Yeah, he may have wanted to he's paint the lair. Decorate. Yes, exactly. Uh, wildlife officials in Arizona said that a resident there arrived to find something interesting in their living room. On their uh, On the dog bed there was not their dog but rather a bobcat that had entered their home, and it snuggled up on the dog bed. Arizona Game and Fish Department said in a Twitter post that the uh, homeowner returned from work to discover the bobcat just chilling on the dog's bed. Apparently, the uh, the bobcat escaped before the officer arrived the department reminded residents, please do not attempt to handle entrapped or injured wildlife without assistance from authorities. (laughs) I think I would have just gone outside making it, I want to know if the dog was okay or if the dog just saw the bobcat come in and went, oh heck, I got to get out of Dodge. That could be what happened. Yeah, there's pictures of him. He's just, he's beautiful. Just laying, laying over in the dog bed. Hopefully the dog survived. Okay. Um, I will tell you this, if you're wondering how he got in, through an unlocked doggy door. That could happen, well, we have doggy doors at our house. I had a toddler come through the doggy door, the neighborhood's, the neighbor's kid crawled through the doggy door because she wanted to see Dallas. I've had to get through a doggy door, you know, when we're locked out. I heard I heard a child in the basement, and I'm like, what is going on? And she's going, Dally, Dally. She crawled through the, <laughs> through the dog door. Oh, Lord, better than a bobcat. Hey, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us on the Morning Jam. Great calls this morning. Had some first-time callers. It was a good day, and we appreciate you here on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.